At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What is happening, folks? Welcome to it. Time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Boy, is it an exciting night. The trade deadline just concluded. We're going to update you on that throughout the show. But let me tell you what we got dialed up throughout the next 60 minutes for you, folks. I'm Danny Burke, of course. You can follow on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And for more updates for VEASAN at VEASAN Live on the tweet. So like I said, we'll be hitting plenty of baseball. That's how we're going to kick things off tonight, telling you about the biggest transactions throughout the Major League or throughout Major League Baseball, pardon me. And, well, uh, the Cubs didn't look like, uh, I'll have to refresh, but doesn't look like they did anything with Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ. We know what the Padres did. We know what the Phillies have done as of late. More on that in a second. So we'll tell you what those updated odds are looking like. And I'll tell you a bet that I did make tonight in terms of Major League Baseball. So that will be in the first segment. Keep things going in baseball with the next segment. Jeff Erickson, senior editor over at Rotowire, I know he's been all over baseball, really, I mean, for his whole career, but especially today with the trade deadline. No better man to talk to about the trade deadline than Mr. Jeff Erickson. That will be in 15 minutes. Then 30 minutes from now, Scott Spritzer, pro sports better, live in Las Vegas, will share his top plays of the night. And then, like we have been doing the final segment, going through and through these NFL division win totals team by team. And tonight, we'll move finally to our final division, the AFC North. Talk about the Baltimore Ravens and their expecta- uh, expectations for this upcoming season. A lot of people high on them. I already got a Super Bowl future on them, but how are we going to attack their win total? I will tell you that later. So, okay, 
let's get you just uh, updated with everything that's gone on with the trade deadline as of late. So refreshing it just to make sure I'm not missing anything. It doesn't look like anything has occurred with Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ. That's what everybody was waiting to see here in the Chicagoland area and just all Cubs fans and a lot of Mets fans too because he had thought Wilson Contreras was going to go to New York, but I guess not. Instead, they get Michael Givens and uh, South pitcher for the Cubs, right? Pretty good reliever. That's who the Mets are bringing on. Some other pitching news. The Cardinals snag Jordan Montgomery, the southpaw for the Yankees, for reportedly Harrison Bader. So that's something that came in as of late. And then some of the other big news that came in later, about 10 minutes ago. How about the Phillies? They're getting Noah Syndergaard. So they're beefing up their lineup a little bit, getting some guys from the Cubs, and then the big acquisition with Noah Syndergaard. It's not like Noah Syndergaard is having the greatest season, but hey, maybe he could turn things around in the National League uh, going with the Phillies. Earlier in the day, of course, the Dodgers snagging Joey Gallo. Dodgers a short shot to win the World Series, plus 325. Gallo having a terrible year. Again, maybe new scenery. He could turn things around now in the National League. And then I'm sure you saw it, you heard it, whatever it was. The biggest one, perhaps, in MLB history, people are saying, I mean, Juan Soto getting dished to the Padres along with him, Josh Bell. All right, so the Padres... Uh, man, they had to give up quite a handful, and rightfully so. I mean, they give up Southpaw Mackenzie Gore, who's had some solid outings. Uh, Susanna, the right-handed pitcher. Robert Hassel, the outfielder. C.J. Abrams, a nice prospect who's a shortstop. And then you got James Wood in the outfield. And then first baseman Luke Boyd kind of gets shafted. Uh, he's going to Washington instead of uh, Eric Hosmer, <laughs> who ain't there's no trade clause. So he's not going to the Nationals. He's going to Boston instead. So poor Luke Boyd. Uh, ends up going to Washington after this transaction. But how about the Padres? Personally, I'm pretty content with that, right? I mean, before the season started, the Padres were our lone team that we had a World Series future on. We had them at 18-1. to And today I was doing the Chicago City cast, and the reports started coming out that the Padres were going to be the likely suitor if something was going to happen with Juan Soto. So I'm looking at the odds at Bet Rivers, and I still see the Padres at 20-1. to some other books had him at about 15-1. to So I said, eh, you know what? Maybe just throw a little something in case anything happens and you see a drastic movement. So I threw like, I don't know, a quarter unit on it at that point. Well, lo and behold, they get Juan Soto, they get Josh Bell, and then the line moved down from 20-1 to to 13-1. to And now you even see the Padres at 11-1. to So big moves from San Diego. They're pushing all the chips in because not only do they acquire Juan Soto and Josh Bell, of course, yesterday we know they got one of the best relievers in Josh Hader, and they also picked up third baseman Brandon Drury from the Reds, who's having a career year. So let's go Padres, baby. Pushing all those chips in. Hopefully something can come of it. But exciting day throughout the trade deadline. And again, if we missed anything, we'll be sure to update you and talk more about it with Jeff Erickson in the next segment. But sticking with baseball, folks, I did have one play tonight. And to be quite frank, my handicap did come in a little bit with the assumption that the trade deadline would be impactful here. So I was looking at this Cardinals and Cubs game tonight, and, you know, the Cardinals are the favorite here. That's not really shocking, and I really thought that the Cubs would be without potentially Wilson Contreras and or Ian Happ, right? So I thought that wouldn't be good to the Cubs. But, look, even aside from that, they were in the lineup. Looks like they still should be in the lineup. I still don't see this as a really good opportunity tonight for the Cubbies. And it begins with the pitching matchup. Now, when we talk about back in the Cubs, seldom is that going to happen or are you going to want to do that in the second half. It really comes with just a few pitchers. Now that Stroman's on his game. But one of those few pitchers is Keegan Thompson. 
Keegan Thompson's having a good year, right? He's 8-4, 316 ERA, 120 on his whip, 370 FIP, which you can get by with, and then a Sierra of 393. So you look at that and you go, all right, Keegan Thompson, maybe if there's some pitcher you want to trust with Chicago, it could be him. I'm not denying that, at least in terms of pitching at Wrigley Field. However, Thompson on the road, which they are tonight at Busch Stadium, a completely different performance is what you get out of him. On the road, he's got an ERA of 440. He's got a weighted on base average of 349, and his FIP is 550. My goodness, that just skyrockets up there. I mean, his FIP at home, folks, is 274, but at home or on the road, part of me, it's 550. Talk about a discrepancy. Now, he has gone up against St. Louis once, albeit at Wrigley Field, went five innings, five hits, three earned runs, three strikeouts, and the Cubs did win 7-5. to five. But you got a Cardinals team who's in the midst of a playoff race. Keegan Thompson, vulnerable on the road. I don't know, just everything that happened to the deadline, I didn't think it was going to be suiting up nicely for the Cubbies tonight, so that gave me the idea to look toward the Cardinals. But, of course, we got to consider who is starting for St. Louis. It's going to be the veteran Adam Wainwright, who's still pushing through here, having a pretty viable season 7-8 with a 3.28 ERA, 3.81 FIP to go along with that. And then a Sierra's a tad bit high at 4.07. But look, we talk about home and road splits. Wainwright, he's a guy who benefits from pitching at home with a 2.01 ERA, 2.73 Woba, and a 3.19 FIP at Bush Stadium. Then on the road with Wainwright, well, he's got a 4.37 FIP. So at home, good news for Wainwright. On the road, bad news for Keegan Thompson. And look, uh... He only gave up two earned runs earlier this year at Chicago, went seven innings. Cards won that game 5-3. to three. There's a lot of history with Wainwright versus the Cubs, but it's kind of a new-look lineup year after year with Chicago. Now, speaking of those lineups, what can we expect out of each respective offense? It's two righties, the Cardinals facing a righty at home tonight, where they have an OPS this season of 721, a WOBA of 315, and then a weighted runs created plus in this specific split of 111. So those are good numbers. They're fine. The Cubbies on the road versus righties, and I'm looking at their specific split on the road because they get the benefit hitting at Wrigley Field against righties. But when you take them away from Wrigley when they're hitting righties, then they have an OPS of 689, a WOBA of 303, and their weighted runs created plus is down to 94. And if you look at the smaller sample size of when they've hit at Bush Stadium this year, Overall, their numbers 675 OPS and a 90 weighted runs created plus. And then you look at the bullpens. We know the Cubs bullpen just shipped off a few pieces, so you got to think those numbers are inevitably going to get worse. Currently, they have a 408 ERA and a 132 whip, but again, could be taking a setback. As for the Cardinals, their bullpen is fine, 366 ERA and a 123 whip. Like I said, I kind of figured that this would be even a better spot if Contreras and or Hap were going to be getting dished off and you'd see the line really move in favor of St. Louis. But originally, this thing opened up at about minus 167. The immediate movement actually did go toward the Cubbies at Bet Rivers. This line went down to like minus 162 or so. Now you've seen it bump up to minus 175 as of this moment. You want to go with the run line because the money line's too expensive. You could get plus 128 with St. Louis. Now, if you like the side of the Cubbies, plus 148 is on the buyback. Their run line, catching a run in the hook, is minus 152. And his total's up to 8.5. Over is even money. Under is minus 118. I snagged the Cardinals at about minus 165. And it's really been a little bit since we've laid that much of a price in a baseball game. Because when it gets to that territory, typically I'm kind of 
contemplating just going with the run line at that point. But I just want a little bit more security in this game in case Wainwright doesn't have his best outing. And hey, maybe Keegan Thompson ends up performing a little bit better on the road. Despite that, though, I do think the Cardinals have the advantage, and I do think they find a way to win this game. So I laid minus 165, and like I said, if you don't want to lay the minus 175, you could always consider the run line at the value of plus 128. We were able to cash in on our run line bet last night with the Yankees, so uh, if you're feeling good about that, want to roll it over, could be a good look with the Cardinals, or you could maybe even opt into something with the first five, right? You could do the first five run line minus a half, a.k.a. the lead after the first five innings bet. That's always a decent outlook to go with as well because, I mean, the main reason we're looking at it is because of these starting pitchers, and you can assume these starting pitchers can get you five innings and that the Cardinals offense can do enough damage against the Cubs. I know it's making me disgusting as a Cubs fan to say this, but from an objective betting standpoint, that would be my approach in this game. So count me in for the Cardinals on the money line. I think there's a couple of other good options in case you want to get involved as well. But that's going to be my lone bet tonight was considering another game, Red Sox-Astros, didn't really like it too much, but was maybe looking with something in Houston. But if you do want more action in baseball, not just hearing it for myself, make sure you're checking out everything else here at Beast, and you can get 24-7 live video streaming with all of our betting insights with the Beast and Best Bets podcast. Check it out now at beastin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available, folks. All the best info to get you covered on every single sport. Speaking of coverage, more coverage on the Diamond with the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Jeff Erickson hopping on next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. you're looking for more sports betting discussion that centers around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And now you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, out in LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and don't forget about Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll be set up with multiple episodes a week, along with great local sports betting content. All righty, folks, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. We have concluded the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Boy, there were a lot of moves and uh, really not as many significant ones here in the Chicagoland area, both with the Sox and with the Cubbies. Contreras, Ian Happ. Both staying with the hometown team, who'd have thunk it? Well, let's see if Jeff Erickson was thinking that was going to happen. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Catch his work covering Major League Baseball over at Roto-Wire. Jeff, I know there's been a lot of big moves, but I'm still kind of just a little perplexed at what happened with the aforementioned Chicago Cubs, Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ. Did you expect this to go down, or did you think they were long gone? I thought they were long gone for sure. You know, I'm, I'm stunned, Danny. Uh, you know, in fact, both teams in the city of Chicago perplexed me. Uh, you know, we had the long, drawn-out goodbye, warm hug from Wrigley Field in the last game there for Wilson Contreras before the before they went on this road. I thought the this is where they're supposed to contend, and their big trade deadline acquisition is Jake Diekman. Uh, I I just don't get it. I really expected a lot more from both teams. I, you know. You know, there's a lot of teams that could have used an improvement at catcher, and I know when Houston got Vasquez, maybe that killed the market for Contreras, but I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, and, and do you think it's really from maybe looking at the Cubs' perspective, is it something like you realize, and I doubt it's this, but hey, we still want to make the fan base happy. All right, we're just going to you know keep these guys and hopefully build around them, or is it more so maybe the asking price was really high and nobody met their expectations for those guys? Yeah, I guess with Contreras, you know, think about it this way. The Cubs are almost certainly going to get a first-round pick in compensation when he signs as a free agent in the offseason. Uh, so their floor, if you will, and what they are willing to accept is, some, you know, the equivalent of something they could get as a first-round uh, draft pick in the draft next year. Uh, but the problem is it's, you know, a month, it's a year away from now. Uh, that that just delays the window. Uh, and there, there's a lot more uncertainty in the draft than there is about guys that have performed well as prospects. I, I, I'm just, I'm really surprised. I guess it's a rental and, and like, you know, Cleveland, I'm shocked at Cleveland didn't improve at catcher. Uh, maybe yeah. we'll get a late announcing uh, deal from, uh, you know, with like Sean Murphy or something like that. But I just really, I'm, I'm stunned at, at this one here. And then the White Sox doing essentially nothing. 
uh, at the trade deadline. That one per, uh, perplexes me too, uh, except I know Jerry Reinstorf's uh, reputation. Right. <laughs> um, so I shouldn't be that surprised that they sat on their hands, but yeah, it just, I guess it's more disappointing than anything, especially when you see like, you know, AJ Preller going for it. You see other, you know, the Braves, you know, pulling off a late Rizzo Iglesias deal and going for it again. because and, and they got rewarded last year when they made the improvements they needed. The White Sox haven't done that, and they've been disappointing all year. They're, it's almost like they're throwing their hands up and saying, well, we were hurt this year. You know, Luis Robert is hurt now. He's not coming back yet. We lost Eloy for a long time. We lost Lance Lynn for a long time. That's their excuse, I guess. Uh, you know, I, they're going to – you'll probably hear like, when Robert comes off the uh, IL, oh, that's our trade deadline acquisition. No, it's a it's an existing player. Oh, Jeff, I'm with. I mean, look, you're right. You're surprised, but at the same time, how can it be? Because you're not shocked by anything the White Sox do or do not end up doing mm-hmm. as of this point. So I know a lot of Sox fans are going to be disappointed that nothing ended up happening. And with the Cubbies, I just I guess I'm confused and not sure what to feel as of this moment. You're happy that happy chairs aren't leaving. Not sure what to expect out of the future. But, you know, of course, not the biggest things happening here in Chicago. But out by you on the West Coast, Jeff, we had one of the biggest trades in Major League Baseball history with the Padres. I mean, they brought on Hader yesterday. Now you're bringing on Soto. You're bringing in Bell. You got Drury as well playing third base. I mean, this Padres team went from 20 to 1, now down to 11 to 1. They were the one team that I bet before the year to win the World Series at about 18 to 1. Thought maybe they could get some of these guys and took a little piece at 21, just assuming the value would move. And here they are now at 11 to 1. How much did that move the needle for you? Oh, huge. And I've even seen it as low as 8 to 1 already, too. So I think you did well to get it at 11. yeah, want, yeah. I mean, this is as big a trade as we've seen in our lifetime. I mean, I've already I've seen the comparisons to the Babe Ruth deal. When you consider age uh, and just the magnitude of the player, uh, it, it's a massive, massive trade. And getting Josh Bell in there helps. And going out and getting Josh Hader and Brandon Drury. I mean, it was a big, big day. Now they paid a pretty price for it here. They, you know, they they gutted the farm system. But you know what? Farm systems are there to either produce current players or to get you know to help in trades. I mean. This is what you want to see if you're a fan of a team. You want to see uh, the general manager going for it and putting this close. You want to dream on seeing that lineup there where you've got Tatis and then Soto, then Machado. I mean, it's just, that's going to be so much fun. You you don't get like Stratomatic or fantasy teams with lineups like that. You just, it's, it's going to be incredible to put, see that all together there. Um, You like it now. The Nats, I think the return that they got was pretty good. Uh, James yeah. Anderson, our prospect guy, has uh, Hazel at number five among his prospects. James Wood is number 11 overall among his prospects. Uh, Susanna, the, the pitcher, is at around 200. But also Abrams and Gore just recently graduated from prospect status. They would be top 100 guys, too. This is a farm system that was absolutely gutted. I mean, they needed to to build that back up. And they were clearly nowhere close to winning. I understand it's it just sucks to trade a generational player like Juan Soto, especially when you have two years plus it's two years plus still remaining on him. But I I'll, they they pin themselves in that corner. But this is this they did their best to kind of get out of it there as best they can. It's going to be a long couple of years for the Nats, uh, but this is this was a healing moment at least. Now, Jeff, another team that made some interesting moves, especially with their rotation, was the Philadelphia Phillies. Their latest move was bringing on Noah Syndergaard, and you know him from his name recognition and what he did with the Mets. But this past year, or this current year, rather, with the Angels, it hasn't been that solid. But maybe that's why you're able to go out and get a guy like Noah, 
hopefully can turn things around. We see the Phillies in that third wild card spot. Did they do enough in this deadline to give you confidence to, hey, maybe putting a bet on them to find their way in the postseason at the end of the year? Yeah, I think they'll make the postseason. I think they did a few things there. They added, they 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 lengthened that rotation. Uh, they added David Robertson as well. Uh, he may or may not close, but he's they needed to improve their bullpen, get it deeper. And Brandon Marsh can play center field. You notice they designated Odubel Herrera uh, for assignment. They haven't had a true center fielder all season long. So uh, th this helps in getting Marsh. Marsh can really pick it out there in center. It's a bad defensive team. And, you know, you look at they got Cassianos in one corner and Kyle Schwarber in the other. Lord knows they needed some range in center field. This this actually is, that's probably a targeted acquisition that makes sense more for them than almost any other franchise out there. So I, I think they did well at the deadline. Uh, and you know Dave Dombrowski, he is not a uh, a guy that plays for the future. He's a win now sort of GM. So uh, this, I, I wouldn't bet on him to make the to make the World Series, but I do like him making the playoffs. And it's been a long time since they've been in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. That's another bet I had before the year. Phillies to make the playoffs. So happy to see them making moves coming toward the trade deadline. And then another team. I mean, we talked about Hader going to the Padres. We didn't talk about the team that he was coming from, the Milwaukee Brewers who are still a big favorite at Bet Rivers, Jeff, to win the Central, minus 235. The Cardinals just picked up Montgomery from the Yankees, reportedly dishing out Bader in return. The Cardinals are plus 170. I mean, based on what the Brewers did, what the Cardinals just did, do you see maybe any value for the Cardinals at plus 170, or are you still okay with the Brewers as the favorite? I think the Brewers are still legitimately the favorite, but I think, you know, I think the Cardinals have to enjoy what happened at the trade deadline. I'll, I'll say this. Um, the Brewers, they're getting panned because they traded away their closer as a first place team, but look at what they got in that deal. Um, I think they got a lot of talent back from the, the Padres in that one. Uh, they already have Devin Williams who can close. Rogers is going to step in and help out a little bit there too. Um, I, I think that's something that, uh, you're going to see, uh, I think that's a pretty good return. I really like Gasser. I like Ruiz. Ruiz probably doesn't do a much this year necessarily because I think he needs some more time in AAA. Uh, but I, I think he's if he does get the call, he's a huge stolen base source for those of you thinking in fantasy terms. Uh, and Denelson Lamette is a wild card, total wild card here. I mean, he was awesome before his injuries. So if you look at what he did before all that, he could be pretty interesting too. As far as the Cardinals go, it, it's both Montgomery and it's Jose Quintana. They like getting those not so throwing hard lefties. Uh, Quintana's been fantastic so far this year, but they didn't get the big deal. They didn't get the thunder strike. They got guys, you know, a target strike. They lost Steven Matz for a long amount of time, so they, they added two starters instead. Hey, Jeff, in about 10 seconds, Joey Gallo to the Dodgers. You're rating one out of 10. How does that make you feel? Six. Uh, doesn't hurt. It's a chance for him to try to recover him. True. Can't blame him. Might as well try. Star-studded team. Maybe Gallo can get back at a rhythm out there in La La Land. Jeff, thank you for making some time. I know it's a hectic day for you. Really appreciate it. Look forward to talking again soon, my friend. You bet. Thanks, Danny. Make sure you catch him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson and over at Rotowire covering more in terms of Major League Baseball. We'll get some best bets in MLB next. Scott Spritzer talking that and a little bit of football. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college 
Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, which includes team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. And the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a decent all-access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the VEASAN College and Pro Football Betting Guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and get a sneak peek and see everything VEASAN has to offer to help you up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Okay, back at it here on Rush Hour. Beautiful Tuesday evening here in the Windy City with a lot of action going down. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And for more of that action, we head out to Las Vegas and bring in our pal Scott Spritzer at Scott Wins, where you can follow him on the tweets. Scott, it's been a uh, crazy day throughout Major League Baseball. I know you've seen all the transactions, but that's not going to halt you from getting involved in these games tonight. So we might as well jump into it because we do have a little bit of football to talk with you. I know you're involved with some preseason betting, but to get things kicked off in baseball, let's talk about this game with Pittsburgh and Milwaukee tonight. Maybe a little bit of a uh, difference in dominance with the starting pitchers, and that has Milwaukee up to a minus 278 favorite. Totals at 7.5, and, and if you do want to go with the run line with Milwaukee, minus a buck 62, but... Uh, Scott, what were you thinking for this spot? Yeah, it's gone up a lot since uh, I was jumping on board on this game as far as the runs line is concerned also uh, just since this morning, Danny. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's no secret when you introduce the Brewers and Pirates with uh, with guys like Burns and Bryce Wilson doing battle where I'm going to go. And, and that is laying the runs line. And I, I don't mind laying it. When it comes to road teams, you're going to get that ninth inning at bat no matter what, obviously. But Burns has been phenomenal. 157 road ERA, 087 whip, 177 batting average against. He allows one home run about every 14.7 innings pitched on the road. Uh, so, you know, you usually stay away from giving up long balls if he does put a couple of the guys on base. And, of course, Pittsburgh, bottom third in baseball and offensive metrics that I care about the most. They're 21st or worse in team batting average OPS, weighted runs created plus at home against righties, so things of that nature. And Bryce Wilson's a mess. I mean, his last 15 outings, which includes 14 starts since last year, you're talking about an ERA of almost seven, a whip of about a buck seventy. 1.7 home runs allowed per nine innings. It's just crazy. And his team on this skid has scored 21 runs in seven games. So it's pricey. You know, a good friend of mine, veteran handicapper, compiled all the stats since 2019. Ralph Michaels, you might have heard of him. And, and he found out in the last 1,380 games uh, where a team has been favored $2 or higher, they've cashed 73% of those tickets and made over $14,000. That goes back to 2019. Uh, I wasn't willing to lay the big price money line, but I did lay a big price with that runs line. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you make a very valid point with those starting pitchers. Wilson has just been a train wreck, and now is the time the Brewers have to step it up, and Burns typically will. And look, even though it's a chalky price, sometimes it's hard to not want to get involved in a situation like this. So I completely see why you'd want to jump in on the Brewers with them on the run line tonight against Pittsburgh. I do want to move to a different game, though, Scott, because this one we have a little bit more of a even pitching matchup, I suppose you could say. Uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Now, you got Rasmussen, who's obviously been a 
really solid as at this point. And then he got Gossman, who will get you good starts every now and then for the Blue Jays. And we do see Toronto as the favorite, minus 136. Tampa now plus 117 in a very short total at 7. Uh, what did you like here in this game? Yeah, you know, Gossman, his strikeout-to-walk ratio is still okay. There's no doubt about that. But he's been a little shaky in four of his last seven starts. His team has only won, what, two of his last nine. He's been better on the road. That is true, uh, which is the case tonight. He's away from home. But Drew Rasmussen had a strong month of July. I'm not his biggest fan, but I like pitchers who are coming up a strong July. The only issue is that he doesn't eat up a lot of innings. But, Danny, I don't care about a lot of innings when I'm talking first five plays. He's great at home. He's really good first two times through a batting order, and that's what I need out of him. Uh, the thing about Gossman is he struggles badly the second time through a batting order when he pitches. So I really think Tampa in the first five innings, about a dollar twenty-ish underdog, is the way to go in this one. Okay, and then hey, it looks like uh, you have a game here that did really kind of catch my attention, and I, I think we would have been on the same side here, but I didn't ultimately end up betting it. But maybe you can convince me here back in the Guardians tonight against the Diamondbacks. Something about Zach Gallen, I just, I don't know. I, I don't like fading him. And it's not that I have it. I've gotten screwed by it. I, I think I've just always been like, okay, maybe I'll fade him. And it ends up being that I would have lost. So I've just ended up staying away from it. But uh, maybe you can push me to the side of Cleveland tonight. Well, I, I can totally understand the hesitation when it comes to Gallon. I get that, and uh, don't blame you at all. He's going up against McKenzie, his counterpart in this particular game. And Arizona's been slipping up a bit. After really putting up a good yet outmanned fight uh, throughout the course of the season, I'm a huge Tory Lovello fan. I really am. I think he does. Uh, he really does the most with very little when it comes to that Arizona roster. And I'm glad that Arizona stuck with them last year with all those injuries. But they've dropped four in a row. They saw nine pitchers last night in that extra innings loss. And you know, Gallon's decent, obviously, but Arizona's lost five in a row when he starts on the road. So I like the Guardians. I think it's a nice price here. And, and the reason it is a nice price is because of Gallon's numbers. All right. I dig it, Scott. Hey, let's talk a little bit of football here while we still have some time. Um, I guess we could start with the Hall of Fame game, right? And then I know you got a win total bet as well. But look, some people think it's absolutely ludicrous to bet preseason football and other people, probably such as yourself and me, see it as a really good betting opportunity. What opportunity do you see for this upcoming Thursday? Yeah, I jumped on Jacksonville, uh, Danny, and they're right now pick them in most shops plus one and a couple. Uh, we got them the other day. And, you know, McDaniels, I know being with the Patriots, that team, uh, that organization was always prepared even for preseason football. But also Peterson, the new coach of the Jags, I mean, he's going to want to develop a winning attitude as quickly as possible. And he won all of his games his first season as head coach of the Eagles when he was kind of in a similar position of having to get out there and win some football games and change some attitudes. So I think they got to start developing that winning attitude early and like yesterday. And I do believe this team is going to be focused through the entire fourth quarters, no matter who's on the field, where the Raiders uh, may not be over the final quarter and a half or so. And, you know, in the Hall of Fame game, you don't see too much of the starting offense or defense and, and uh, or maybe sometimes nothing at all. You don't see these guys out there for any playing time whatsoever. So it's Carr, Stidham, Mullins, Garbers your QB rotation for the Raiders, the Jags, Lawrence, Beather, Luton, and Perry. And they went out. Didn't they sign Kyle Sloter, Mr. August? I, I think the Jaguars will eventually win this football <laughs> game. I, I just like the spot with Peterson. Got a lot to prove. Josh McDaniels, yeah, McDaniels, new coach, but he really doesn't have a whole lot to prove here as far as I'm concerned with this team that is expected to go into the postseason. 
All righty, Scott. And then looking into the regular season with the win total, tell us what you're thinking for the Indianapolis Colts this year. Maybe an easier division. I'm thinking they have a solid year, and I really like Matt Ryan as their quarterback. Yeah, so do I. You know, and it's a one-year thing probably for Matt Ryan, maybe two, because he's getting up there a little long in the tooth. But, you know, I played it over nine and a half at minus $1.20. It's mostly 10 out there now, which is fine. 10's okay because obviously you get a push if they do get to 10, and that's where they stop. But uh, listen, I think with, with you, first of all, you got Ryan. So temporary fix due to his age. But by temporary, I mean a starter for this season, which is all I really care about. Uh, they shored up their cornerback issues. They got Stephon Gilmore, all pro year in, year out. Uh, was the NFL's defensive player of the year, you'll recall, back in 2019. And this team's really one win away from going last season, from going over their wins total of nine last year. So, And that was against a tougher schedule, the way I rate them out. Five of their eight losses came by a touchdown or less. They didn't have a quality starter at quarterback. Mount Ryan, top 10 uh, as, as far as AFC quarterbacks are concerned. Wide receiving core is going to be better if you look at them with that current number of nine and a half to 10 wins. It means they have a higher wins total, by the way. When you break this down, what I'm trying to say here, if you look at Indy, they've got a higher current wins total than 13 of the 17 teams they are playing, a lower total than just one team, and they are dead even with the other three on their schedule. I've got them with nine wins before counting games at home against KC, Philly, and the Chargers, road games against Denver, Tennessee, and Minnesota. I think they likely go two and four in those games, which gets me to 11 wins. So I still like it at 10. I played it at nine and a half. Boom. Scott Spritzer, ladies and gentlemen, at Scott Wins, where you could follow him on Twitter. You're the man, Scott. Always appreciate your plays. Best of luck with those. And we'll look forward to talking some more football as we get closer to the start of the season. Absolutely, Danny. Thanks a lot for having me. Good luck tonight. You bet. You as well. Scott Spritzer. And again, at Scott Wins, where you can catch him on the tweets. He's liking the Colts with a lot of wins, and hey, we've talked about Indy. I like him in that spot, too. A good selection to win that division, in my opinion. I think Matt Ryan can only be an upgrade from Carson Wentz, as you would assume most quarterbacks would be, but a lot of talent for the Colts and a very favorable schedule. Speaking of schedules, well, final segment coming next, which means we will look into a certain team's schedule, that being the Baltimore Ravens. We begin our assessment of the AFC North, starting with Baltimore, working our way down. I got an official play with their win total. I'll tell you how I'm looking to handicap that next and a recap of what we're playing in the Diamond. One more segment to go here on Beast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with their new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. You visit BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app. On every Wednesday, you can receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday and automatically receive 20% on a profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the BetRivers app. So go ahead and heat up your summer with the BetRivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Final segment is upon us here. On Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can always follow on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. All righty, final segment. You know the drill. Time to dive into another assessment of an NFL team for this upcoming year. We move on to a different division, the AFC North. So let's start with the presumed favorite, the Baltimore Ravens. Their odds to make the playoffs, odds to win the division, and win total naturally. So, uh, you look at the AFC North division odds, they're plus 160 as the short shot to come out on top. Really quick, I'll just list it off. The Bengals are 2 to 1, Browns plus 275, and then the Steelers at 9 to 1. But if you want to get more adventurous with a team like Baltimore, not only can you bet them first at plus 160, you can bet all their other division finishing positions. If you think they come in second, it's plus 220. If you think they come in third, it's plus 285. And if you think Baltimore finishes last in the AFC North, you're getting the value of 7-1. to one. So this team ended last year with a record of 8-9, and nine, but you also have to take into account all the adversity this team dealt with. I mean, so many injuries left and right, so many close games that came down to the wire. What was it? Harbaugh went for two on a couple occasions and missed it. Still the right call, by the way, but it just didn't go their way. The notable transactions this offseason, really the biggest one was just losing Marquise Hollywood Brown. Right, You lose one of Lamar Jackson's favorite receivers, and you didn't necessarily replace him with anybody coming into this season. I mean, you still have Rashad Bateman. You got Duvernay. You got Mark Andrews, who, of course, is one of his favorite receivers, but technically he's a tight end. And 
Then, well, out of the backfield, you got Dobbins, you got Edwards, and they're very sufficient running backs. We know this. And Lamar Jackson, arguably the best running back in himself. But what they did in the draft is what was really important, and that was stack up in the secondary. They got Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Uh, they got Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, the center. And then they really kind of just contributed more so on that end. And then even with their offensive line, they got a little bit of a boost. So not too different of a team. You could expect maybe a better defense, but I still think they're one wide receiver away from really being in a great position. And, of course, you need Lamar Jackson to just step it up and be a consistent throwing quarterback, which he can be. So let's kind of kill that narrative a little bit, huh? Um, the odds to make the playoffs for the Ravens, the yes, minus 167. The no is plus 137. However, the best number you can get in Illinois is minus buck fifty you think the Ravens do find themselves in the postseason. Their win total at Bet Rivers, 9.5 with some heavy juice to the over, minus 167. The under 9.5 wins, plus 135. By the way, if you do want to follow uh, the over 9.5, about minus 145 is the best number you can get. Well, let's investigate their schedule with the winnable, losable, and toss-up games. Starting with the winnable games for Baltimore, I see a good amount. Beginning week one at New York against the Jets. It's week one, a lot of time to prepare, and you got a better team out on the field, better coaching staff with Baltimore, better quarterback, pretty much better everything on the side of Baltimore. Maybe not receivers, but everything else, you give the nod to Baltimore. Week two, you get the Dolphins at home. I'm not the highest on the Dolphins. I've made myself pretty apparent on that situation, and you get them at home, first home game of the season. Tua Tungabailoa, incredibly unproven right now. Same with their head coach. Uh, week six, you're on the road against the Giants. Don't like Daniel Jones. Dable, sure, he could be a mastermind offensively, but you're limited if Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Week seven. Now, I contemplated making this one a toss-up game, but you figure you probably split with the Browns, right? And if you're going to win a game, it's going to be at home, and that's going to be the first game back, presumably, for Deshaun Watson. So maybe not the best spot for the Browns going on the road. So I'll make that a winnable game for the Ravens. Then you have to go to week 11. Post-bye week, you get the Panthers at home. Very winnable spot. Week 12, you're on the road against Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and the rest of the Jacksonville Jaguar crew. Uh, you should be able to beat them. Same with week 14 at Pittsburgh. You're going against Trubisky, Pickett. Who cares? You should beat them. Then week 16, you get Atlanta and Mariota at home. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the National Football League. And then, honestly, I have Week 17 versus Pittsburgh at home as another winnable game. I mean, the Ravens will be favorites in both those spots, presumably. So, yeah, I could see them beating the Steelers twice. So, all in all, what? You got about nine winnable games there off the bat for the Ravens. Not a bad start. Losable games, the ones where, yeah, I'm probably not counting on them to win. Uh, there's three of them. Week four against the Bills. And, hey, I mean, you do get the Bills at home, but Buffalo is the better team. Week 8, you have to go to Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady. Not going to be easy. Not going to be fun. Then week 18 at Cincinnati, you're probably going to split with the Bengals. If you're going to lose one, could be the one on the road. And, hey, maybe the Ravens have their uh, playoff position solidified. They're sitting guys. They'll probably find a way to lose that game. Then toss-up games, the 50-50 spots for Baltimore begins in week 3 at New England. Now, even though I have this as a 50-50 spot, I still give Baltimore the nod in this game. I'm not that high on New England. I'm not that high on Mac Jones. I think he's a fine quarterback. I just don't see him taking an incredible step forward. And they didn't really do anything in the offseason. 
And I just don't think they have enough weapons to utilize as efficiently as a team like Baltimore would. This isn't New England as a volt. This is a new-look New England squad that isn't going to be as top-tier of a team as we're accustomed to. I think they missed the playoffs, but we're only focused on Week 3. I'll still give it a 50-50. It's in Foxborough with a slight lean toward Baltimore. Week 5 versus the Bengals. Again, you probably split with Cincinnati, but the Bengals are good enough to still make this a toss-up game, even though you get them at home if you're Baltimore. Then Week 9 at New Orleans, I've talked about them plenty, but I keep saying they're a big question mark team. How the hell is Jameis Winston going to play? And if he is looking good, then, yeah, that's a tough spot for Baltimore. But we don't know, so that's why it's 50-50. Then Week 13, you get the Broncos at home, but it's still the Broncos. That team, yeah, they probably will be in better shape than you, and they're going to need to win every game outside of the division they can get. It's going to be a tough spot, but, yeah, going against Russell Wilson, never easy. So that's classified as 50-50. And then same with Week 15 at Cleveland. Who knows if they're going to be looking strong or like a mess, but you're on the road against Cleveland. Realistically, you probably lose, but I'll still count that as a 50-50 spot for Baltimore. So all in all, after looking at that, I have the Ravens going about 10 to 12 wins. Now, typically I want to narrow it down to one, like one number. If not, I make it one to two numbers. But really, I think this could absolutely vary with Baltimore because the thing is, you know, the schedule is very nice for this Ravens team, and as long as they stay healthy, and you can attribute that to every team, but you know how unhealthy Baltimore was last year, and they were still very tough and competitive. You have a great coach. You have one of the most athletic quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson in a good backfield, but can the receivers do enough? Will they have enough options? Can they make enough happen in the passing game to win those 50-50 games, to win the games they're supposed to win? Or at least can the running game do enough to hold them up and get those winnable games in the right direction, right? I mean, the favorable schedule helps, even if you don't have the top-tier receivers. So if they had more stable receivers, if they had a big-name receiver, I think they would definitely get to 11 wins. But even without that, the fact that I still have nine winnable games on that schedule with the healthy amount of toss-up games that I think could absolutely go their way, I think looking over nine-and-a-half is for sure the right move. So I ended up playing that. Not only did I take their flyer 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl a few months back, I guess it's been more than a few months as of this moment, but I played them over nine and a half wins. Like we said, they're about minus 145 was the best number in Illinois, so that's what I snagged with Baltimore. I think they can absolutely get to double-digit wins in this division to where, hey, the Bengals may take a step back, right? Super Bowl hangover, and they just completely overexceeded last year. You're looking at the Steelers, no quarterback options there. And then, well, the Browns, hey, you're missing Deshaun Watson for at least six games, it seems. And who knows what kind of distractions that's going to cause for that organization. So I like the Ravens. Count me in as an official play. Over nine and a half wins at the price of minus 145. We are certainly high on Baltimore this season. So that is one of our official plays and a futures bet in the NFL this year. And then as for tonight, folks, we did have one baseball play I was hoping to feel a little bit better, assuming that Contreras and or Hap were going to be traded, and I would have got the better number. But, hey, the line's kind of moving down opposite. But I did take the Cardinals minus 165, as gross as it feels as a Cub fan. I did take the Cardinals on the money line to overcome the Cubs. I like the pitching advantage here for Wainwright at home, as opposed to Keegan Thompson on the road, where his fifth is over five. So I do think the Cardinals are in a decent spot here and thought it was worth laying the price, which, by the way, at the beginning of the show, they were minus 175 St. Louis. Now they're down to minus 167. So if you want the better price, 
there's your opportunity. Or if you're scared of the movement, I get why you'd stay away. But I still think it's a very advantageous spot pitching-wise, offensively, playoff race, all the above for St. Louis. That is my one bet in baseball this deep. Best of luck with whatever you are playing tonight. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Until tomorrow, folks, take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.